At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross and Mike Pritchard coming at you from South Point Casino here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Going to have the DOC, Rick Doc Walker, join us uh, in the next segment from Washington, D.C., break down the commanders and what he's seen, he has seen so far in preseason and daily training camp. I mentioned, uh, you know, want to talk about the Browns quarterback room. We talked a lot about the Browns quarterback room. Let's talk about the Giants quarterback room a little bit here because Tyrod Taylor is a guy that the front office and that new head coach, Brian Dable, they brought in. They brought him in, Tyrod Taylor, who always feels like he is the guy that should be the starting quarterback somewhere. And then you have crazy things happen in different stops like the Chargers and Houston and different And it never really works out, it feels like, for Tyrod Taylor, even as far back as Cleveland. Now he's in New York. We know that Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, might not be long for the G-Men world, i.e., this could be the last year. They're not committed to him past this year in New York. So you can look at it two different ways, Pritch. And I wonder how you look at it when you look at this team profile. Do you look at it like, yes, the new coaching staff and GM should take a look at Daniel Jones, which the old regime invested in, and see if he really is a future in this roster, or Bob Seeger turn the page and let's go on to either Tyrod Taylor or whoever the next quarterback might be in the draft coming up in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. They're evaluating Daniel Jones. I mean, you think about Dable, you think about Shine, um, the GM. Uh, look, they had two first-round picks inside the top ten, right? Uh, they traded around. Uh, but they got Evan Neal and Thibodeau mm. building from the trenches on out. That's what you need to do if you're trying to establish something long-term. And, and I think that's the outlook or that's the – that's what they. That's the plan, anyway. Sure. Uh, for Dable uh, and and Shane, right? So Daniel Jones is in a horrible situation because nobody believes in him. I don't know if he believes in himself. Like you can read between the lines with this Tyrod Taylor thing and about a, co- a head coach saying we're, we might give him first uh, team reps. It's like, wait a minute, hold up. All right, this is Daniel Jones's team. It's supposed to be anyway. Mm-hmm. But has he presented that? I don't think he has. Like, certainly not to this new coaching staff. Uh, you have to present to people that this is my team. What do you mean, reps for Tyrod Taylor? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but there's nothing of that, right? Daniel, you don't see that. You don't feel that from Daniel Jones. And for a guy picked as high as he was picked, um, I'm surprised. I'm shocked. Uh, and I'm not buying into the motivation thing because, look, you, you should be motivated. You're a sixth pick overall uh, in the NFL draft. And, 
the money that these quarterbacks are making right now, be motivated. Why does a coach have to push you or poke you to help you be motivated? If if I need to help you be motivated, then I need to find me another quarterback. It's You know, it is amazing. Again, we always get back to the Jerry Glanville quote, you know, NFL stands for not for long. It, it just feels like Daniel Jones was just yesterday. He's mm-hmm. coming out of the Duke system and the Manning school, and this is going to be the next guy. It doesn't work out with Gettleman. They go through coaching changes. Now Dable's there, new GM's there. How does a guy that kind of feels like they're showing him the door without officially moving him out take over a team and have that bravado of like, you know what? This is still my team. Yeah. And I'm going to prove it to the new coaching staff and the new GM, and they're going to give me a new contract, and I'm going to be here forever. You know, Dave, I, I, it's, it's, I hate to use this analogy, but it's, it's Eminem. I mean, you got one opportunity, really. One shot. And that's what he has with this new coaching staff, with the old coaching staff and the old GM who drafted you. Maybe you have more than one opportunity. In fact, you got a handful, maybe even 10, 12 double digits if you want to. But not with this coaching staff, not Mm. with the new one. I mean, there's a reason why they're there, right? (laughs) Daniel Jones, I mean, I I hope he gets it. I hope he starts to understand that he has a golden opportunity, a great opportunity to be a franchise quarterback. Because if it doesn't work out here, now you're Baker Mayfield. Now you're Sam Darnold. You know, now you're Josh Rosen, right? And and so you're you're drifting. You're, You're trying to find a home. But he has a home right here, right now, and uh, maybe Dable's trying to wake him up to that fact. But I, I don't know why you need to do that for a player like this, uh, Daniel Jones, at quarterback for the Giants. I want to give a shout-out to my cousin, Kent McNichol. Uh, my cousin Kent told me years ago, Virginia Tech guy, and I trust Kent with football, Virginia Tech football knowledge, because he told me – I went down to the, to the Orange Bowl years ago. Think about how long ago this was. Mm-hmm. I saw Tyrod Taylor play against Andrew right. Luck when Stanford and Virginia Tech played in the Orange Bowl. Okay, that's, that's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And he told me then, Cousin Kent said, Tyra Taylor is a backup quarterback in the NFL. He's not a starting quarterback. It feels like that is kind of the pattern that he's had throughout his NFL journey. And it is a journey. And now this could be his last M&M moment here yeah. in New York to actually say that he's a starter. Is he finally a starting quarterback? And he's, to, to you, you look at the Giants to make the playoffs plus two, two to one here. Right. To make it, mm-hmm. is Tyrod Taylor finally a starting quarterback for real? Well, look at the roster, too. I mean, if they're putting Daniel Jones on notice, think about all the other players. Saquon Barkley's one of those guys. He, he like, wasn't. He, this is a right. He's a, he's a guy a, that Dave Gettleman drafted sure, as well. But he's in the final year of the contract. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's on the uh, option year, too. So he's got a great opportunity. But he's got to shine. He's got to have a great year. And and, and so, you know, if you're a day ball, you're a play caller, it's about trust. Like, this is illustrating to me that he probably doesn't trust Daniel Jones yet either Mm. uh, as a play caller. Like, what am I going to do with this guy? But with Tyrod Taylor, maybe he has more trust there. Maybe uh, because he's seen there's a track record, he sees, he can identify what he can trust out there on game day. But then also the Giants are still evaluating all the other players too with contract situations and and what direction to move in. Like, I mean, you know, this is a long-term plan, but yet you want to be competitive immediately. Uh, So I I think this is a notice to all these players. Say, look, this this is a different regime. Uh, We're going about things differently here in this locker room, and and you guys got to understand that. The the bizarre thing about the Giants, like, again, Eli Manning, I know Geno Smith is the guy that ended the streak for the consecutive games that that Eli had there in New York, but they essentially moved out Eli for Daniel Jones. Right. The thought process was is, you know, we're just – Eli's done – and we're going to bring this guy, and we're not even going to give him the Roethlisberger season. They didn't do that, really. They just kind of ran him out. And mm-hmm. I don't know if he had good football left in him or not. Guy won you two Super Bowls, and they couldn't wait to run him out. Right now, Daniel Jones here, they don't pick up the option for Daniel Jones. Like, who is Daniel Jones in comparison to the last guy that won you multiple chips? And like now, all of a sudden, we're going to go. All right, we'll waste another season. On Danny Dimes? Well, I, I don't know if that's going to be the case or not, but, I mean, you look at this betting profile, too, six and a half to well, one that total. that feels a little healthy to me. The over I, minus 135. Uh, Do you so, see that? Do you see seven wins? Well, we started off six and two in Seattle with John Kitna and Mike Holmgren's first year. I like John Kitna back in the day. Right, but <laughs> he was unknown then, though. Yeah, he was, right. But when you bring in a coach like that, Right, oh. a Super Bowl winning coach that kind of knows the blueprint, knows what to do. Dable, he's been spent time with Belichick. He knows he's he's been in that organization. Mm-hmm. He's been up in Buffalo. He has his success. They have a blueprint. 
They know what it looks like. Uh, and so, I mean, from a betting standpoint, if they're indicating that to me, and, and you know, if they can get the most out of this roster, that's, that's the bet. What can this staff get out of this roster? Uh, and if they can get a lot out of this roster, maybe they overachieve this year. Uh, and yeah. so, yeah, that over looks uh, viable there. The amazing part is we're sitting here talking about, you know, who is Daniel Jones and what could he possibly show and deserving of a new contract. You mentioned Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. The reports are that he's going to be, quote, will be huge uh, as far as the workload goes in 2022. Well, the best ability is availability. Right. Right. And this guy spends a lot of time in the tub. Right. And I'm not knocking him. That's just a fact. He hasn't been on the field. So can you, as a better, can you bank on the workload, which sounds great in theory, get him the football, super quads, go, go do your job. Right. But it, he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. So can you really trust that from the betting profile that the unknown of Daniel Jones still potentially is the starter and or the perennial backup quarterback in Tyrod Taylor to be the guy. Yeah. And then the guy that can't stay healthy. And I'm going to trust that offensively to potentially get me seven wins. I, that feels like a big ask from guys that just haven't proven it over a long period of time. Well, to me, Saquon, it's about learning to play the game again to uh, Saquon when he got hurt. He was putting a lot of torque on, on that knee, oh. trying to defend the guy, and, and he's bouncing on one leg with a uh, you know what, oh. what two hundred and fifty pound guy on you. Man, go down, right? Learn to play this game, and that's that's a big part for young players. Is like, can you be elusive? Can you make people miss? One, you don't want to take on that contact, um, or look, why are you trying to do things that could get you hurt? Mm. Uh, and Saquon Barkley can fix that. Then yeah, I, I think he's got a great opportunity to last the entire year to be a great option, a great weapon for who's ever playing quarterback for this offense. It's going to be a wide-open offense, three wide receivers. And, uh, you know, you got Saquon Barkley as a running back like that who can catch, highly versatile. But he's got to stay healthy like you mentioned. You look at the schedule, and to your point about it being viable at seven wins, I look at the schedule for the Giants, and Mm -hmm. I go, yeah. Yeah. Like even week one at the Titans. The Titans, I know that they were the number one seed last year in the AFC. They don't scare you. The Panthers won what? five games last year. They were just a disappointment after a 3-0 start. The Bears might be the worst team in football, arguably. The Jags, that feels winnable. Two against the Commanders, those feel potentially winnable. You get the the Texans and the Lions on the schedule. I mean, it sets up. But you know what the problem is? All those teams I just mentioned, look at the Giants the same way that the Giants might potentially look at those other teams. Right, and I'm looking at the Giants like this, too, because knowing a coach like Dable, if he can get – the buy-in from these players, like the way that he's coaching. I know what he's trying to do, right? And if you can get the most and maximize uh, the production from these players, yeah, I think that win total going over is is highly uh, doable there. I know it feels like it's a two-horse race in the NFC on paper between the Cowboys and the Eagles, but again, the longest odds on the board are the G-men to win this division at plus 750. The other team in that division is the Washington Commanders. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by the one and only Rick Doc Walker in Washington, D.C., a truth teller, as I say. I wonder what he thinks about the Commanders. I get choked up just thinking about Doc. But we're going to have Doc on next to break down the Commanders and their chances. Right now, looking about 5-1 to one to win the NFC East. So we'll continue the talk in the NFC East next with the DOC here on the Lombardi Line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside a big-time Pac-12 guy, Mike Pritchard. Joined now, I know we look at the DOC, Rick Doc Walker, Mm -hmm. and we just think Washington football. Right, because you win a Super Bowl with Joe Gibbs in D.C. That's what you know. This is an old Bruin, an old UCLA West Coast chilling guy. But D.O.C., when you're doing games for the Commanders, I saw Twitter blowing up because you were getting on those guys with what you saw in preseason game number one. The truth teller is back. D.O.C., what did you see in game number one out of the boys in D.C.? Well, first of all, good to be with you guys, man. I um. The league now is so fragmented in terms of this approach. If you turn on hard knocks, you see guys tackling. You go to other people and they're going, hey, we only got 20 padded practices. All I know is if you come out of college and you're a defensive player, in some programs, you're at a distinct disadvantage if you're not ever allowed to tackle and go full tilt until the first preseason game. Now, by contrast, the Panthers, who have a, you know, they got a good club, and they went toe-to-toe against Buffalo. We used to scrimmage the Steelers. You have got to go after somebody you don't give a you-know-what about <laughs> in order to be able to get you mad on and get prepared. We got punched in the face the first series or so. And by the time we recovered, now they did recover, but they, they had not broken glass, as I like to refer to it. <laughs> so I, I look for that, and I'm not surprised by it. This is a brand-new league. I'm not jealous to a degree. But one-a-days, padded practice, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. So we'll find out what happens. All I know is that I judge you by your results. And seven wins ain't going to cut it by nobody's standards. So if you can do this and get, and get 10 or 11 wins out of it, then boom, then I'll be quiet. But until that happens, my voice still will be heard. You know, Doc, let's see how they can get there because defensively they fired Sam Mills at third. Uh, curious about why they did that. But they have all these first-rounders on that D-line. Um, I, I guess my direct question to you, I know the pup situation with Chase Young, uh, but looking at some of his betting profile, his markets, I mean, comeback player of the year, 14-1, to 1, defensive player of the year, 30-1. to 1. Uh, I mean, it, it seems disruptive to fire a, a defensive line coach during camp, uh, but maybe this is a remedy that they need up there. Well, I mean, again, that sells magazines and newspapers. I'm not in that business. He's a good kid. My advice to him is that go and heal and don't get lured into this fool's goal. You want a 10- to 12-year career and to create generational wealth. 
Don't the RG three was here all in for week one. And that didn't work out the way it should have been. He should have had a decade plus of production right here. Don't let the cool jazz fool you. You got to take care of yourself. And he will heal in time. I've watched him on the opposite field. But right now, James Smith Williams is the guy who started at the end of last year. And he's the guy right now. You mess around and chase ghosts and you'll be over. You go with who you have and you build depth. This is why I miss being on the sidelines with the DOC. Again, you're talking to the one and only Rick Doc Walker. Follow him on Twitter at Rick Doc Walker. DOC, so I look at this profile. You know, we just talked about the Giants, uh, Pritch and I, in the last segment. And we kind of feel like it's a two-tiered division in the East with the Cowboys and the Eagles. But you know this better than most. I see the smile. You know this better than most. Nobody's repeated in this division, Doc, in almost 20 years. So are the, are the commanders – on the lower half of the division, or are they the upper half? Boy, I love you. Because <laughs> you can't have a conversation without mentioning Dallas. And, boy, they look good in that opening preseason game. So, so credit <laughs> to them and you. Uh, look, it is what it is, man. It, preseason right now, the way this, they're going with this powder puff approach in some areas, I'm going to say this. Eventually, it'll work itself out. September has been abomination for the past five to seven years. It's not the kid's fault. You know, they're going through all these restrictions. Football is the only sport in the world that you and NASCAR that you got to go full tilt in order to burn rubber to figure out what you have under you. You cannot come out with this lingerie approach and say, okay, here we are now. And the teams that are hardcore always beat the teams that are in some state of delusion. And I'll tell you this right now. They got some good players over here. And you're going to hate this, David. You're going to hate this. <laughs> because if these kids stay healthy, they, they they practice hard. I couldn't see it. I, I didn't see them for a year and a half up close. Because I got to feel you. And I got to watch you work. They have a high work ethic. And they're going after it. So we will see, my friend. Because it's between you and I <laughs> when it comes down to the robbery. <laughs> And I guarantee you, I cannot wait to hear the excuses that you'll come up with again. See what I got to put yeah, up with, Fritz? he called you See, David, by the way. I didn't call me my, my mom. That's <laughs> no, what my mom and dad yelling at me. He didn't say Dave. He said David. That's what Doc does to me. <laughs> Doc, that's right. Doc, what about Brian Robinson? I mean, some noise being made uh, out there. Antonio Gibson, too. I mean, this is kind of what you're talking about. I mean, is that, is that the writing on the wall for Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson making some noise right now? You're here, to, you're here to compete. I talked to AG yesterday, and I looked at him. I said, first of all, I told him I hated his guts because the way he destroyed UCLA about four years ago, man, they went down to play Memphis. I go, who is this dude? He burned us up, okay? So I told him I hated his guts. But I also told him that, dude, you're at the highest level, and you're making a positional switch. Don't let the noise get in your head, man. What you got to do is trust your instincts. He's a phenomenal talent. They're talking about should he start. You're going up against Brian Robinson, a guy who's five-star pedigree, just went to Alabama. He's a pure running back. So he should be the guy out of there. I'd be disappointed if he weren't. Ain't nobody going to beat me out who's making a positional change if I'm a pure dog and running back. But what matters is that not who starts, but who finishes the game. And that's what I'm looking at. I think their backfield is outstanding in terms of talent. McKissick, I love him. And Williams is my guy. This dude runs like Marion Barber. You'll take that, David. Mm -hmm. He runs like Marion Barber, who I did enjoy this dude. He ran like somebody was holding a family member hostage. <laughs> and that's the kind of guy I need, man. I need you to run, man, like beast mode. So we got some talent here, Dave. You are in trouble, my brother. Okay, I'll tell you this. First of all, you got to follow Doc on Twitter and Instagram because Doc is there on the field. And he's, I see the videos you're doing, Doc, right there from practice. You're getting me hyped up again because I know you're up close and personal watching this team. What about the rookie at a Penn State at wide receiver? How is he looking so far in your eyes? Well, he's been one of the best performers in training camp, and he should be. He's multi-talented. He's no joke. I was disappointed he didn't get to rock in game one. But he, if I had to pick a guy that's had the best camp in terms of performance, not hype, is him. Hands down. Hmm. He is he's special. And you're gonna hate it. They, I'm telling you right <laughs> now. 
You can hate. I know you got all the poster boys and all the guys with all the accolades in the secondary for your team. I cannot wait. I just hope that, you know, both teams stay healthy yeah. so yeah. we can do this thing the right way. You know, Doc, I'm curious about the type of locker room they have right now because Rivera, Del Rio, offseason, all this. I mentioned Sam Mills III getting fired. I mean, I'm just curious about the, the state of the affairs of the locker room right now for the commanders. Come on, man. You know what the locker room is. If the guy's not involved in your check, you move on, man. If whatever happened on the D-line, I don't know if it's production. And I said this in January. Might have said it right here with Dave. If you win seven games and you bring everybody back intact, you need to be bullwhipped. Because I don't buy that. Somebody's head should have rolled because they were a disappointment defensively. And they were disappointed with seven wins. So to me, it was a normal course of action. And you move on. Got about 45 seconds left, Doc. I got to ask you a brewing question. Chip Kelly, the fighting chips. How are you guys going to do this year? Well, I haven't seen, I haven't reported. I've got uh, some, you know, I got people out there. <laughs> and uh, they tell me that it's nice. Ooh. Again, I'm just a little bit disappointed. Still not over the Fresno loss. Um, I thought they had, they worked the portal very, very well. But again, man, you you, you got to up your uh, up your game. I cannot, I, I just, don't take me there right now. I want to see, <laughs> I'm trusting in them. There should be no excuses, man. You've got the most beautiful campus in the universe. You you got the number one public school on earth. You can you got a you, it's everything there. All they got to do is go out and earn those scholarships. I tell you this: if the Commanders had 52 more Doc Walkers, <laughs> you guys would be undefeated. DOC, you are the best. I'm my coming friend. after you, brother. I'm <laughs> you know it too. You I know. Can feel it. I feel you yeah. through the screen, Doc. I can feel it. It's like we're back in camp. Yeah, it's gonna be a good year, brother. Oh he is, man, he is the best. You gotta follow him on at uh, Rick Doc Walker on Twitter. Doc, appreciate you as always, my friend. We'll Thanks, catch up guys. again soon. Appreciate you, man. He's yeah. the best. That energy that DOC yeah. brings, they need it in DC. Come on back, more football talk here on the Lombardi One on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN College Football Guide is out now, and our NFL Guide drops next week. Our experts provide profiles on every team with team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, divisional finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. Sign up and get our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for $175. Or you can save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all season long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the sports betting network. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Dave Ross. We roll on the Lombardi line. Just had the great Rick Doc Walker out of D.C. talking commanders football. We went through an entire segment, which is pretty amazing, mm. to really break down this football team and did not get into Carson Wentz because we want to know about all the other things that we might not have known about. The rookies at running back and receiver and Chase Young and his situation. But really, as Doc gets me all fired up to look at that football team objectively, right. even as a Cowboy fan, <laughs> And I go, do I trust Carson Wentz? Do I trust the trigger man to get this done? And when the Indianapolis Colts and Frank Reich say, your services are no longer needed in Indy, and we're going to move on from you in one year to go back to the NFC East, do you trust an 11 to potentially hit these marks? Because, look, we got guys on the nightcap like Sean King and Tim Murray really high in this commander's team for a lot of the reasons that Doc mentioned. Good roster. Roster makeup feels better, but yeah. it comes down in a quarterback-driven league to the quarterback. Well, let me ask you this too, Dave. Like when you look at franchises in the National Football League and you see from the top how dysfunctional it is, doesn't that kind of equate to that play on the field too? Look at the Denver Broncos since Peyton Manning left. Dysfunctional. Dysfunctional. Like, yeah, I mean, it's the the Commanders are are that they're they they don't they have dysfunction at the top, no leadership. Zero. No great examples either. Uh, and then you think about Ron Rivera, old school, maybe disconnected from the roster, the young mm-hmm. players. You bring in Carson Wentz, who's a stranger, to the locker room too. That's why I asked Doc about the locker room. What's the state of the affairs of the locker room? 
because you have five first-rounders on your defensive line. That's where they and drafted. And your defensive line coach gets fired. You could coach your defensive line with five first-rounders up there, right? I mean, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen getting in a fist fight during yeah. the Cowboy game last year, right. national TV. Such a bad look. Right. And those guys are all back, by the way. So I mean, that D-line's still there. It's still there. Like like Doc said, they're all back, except now Sam Mills, who, who by the way, was with Ron Rivera for a number of years in Carolina. Right. It, it seems like an, the timing of it feels very odd. Like, right. Like, we discussed it in the break. Like, if you made this move with Sam Mills third as your D-line coach, you did it in the offseason, that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to make a change, philosophy, mm-hmm. whatever. They when saw you, what happened last year. But when you do it in training camp, right. that goes, well, what happened? Like, what, what happened there to, to make that, that point that I got to switch this now? So I, I'm with you on that. I, or I is the accountability, should it go somewhere else? Could it go to Del Rio? But it's not. At the, at the D coordinator. And as players, you know, the waves that he made during a year, an offseason, as players in that locker room, you wonder if they look at the situation sideways. You know, I'm glad you brought up the culture because when you look at the Broncos and now they have new ownership in Denver, we'll see mm-hmm. how this works out, but so far so good. Can Russell Wilson, if Russell Wilson, and you you phrased this perfectly, he's a walking identity. Mm-hmm. When he walks in, that's the identity of your football team. Yeah. Now, conversely in D.C., Carson Wentz and his identity, like you believe that Russell can change the identity Day one in Denver because he's got the track record. Right. Carson Wentz, look, I get it. Before the injury years ago in Philadelphia, he was on an MVP-like arc, right, with his career. And then the knee, and maybe he's never been the same guy since the knee. Mm -hmm. Is it about injury or is it about who he is that it hasn't worked out there in Philly, Indianapolis, and now he tries D.C.? I think it's all the above, really. Uh, I mean – uh, you know, he's got a propensity to melt in big moments. We saw that last year play out, Jacksonville in particular. But oh um, I know, right? And so Oof. as a quarterback, you can't melt. You can't be frosty out there and melt. Uh, <laughs> you you have to be able to perform at a high level, if not raise the level of your play. Uh, so why is he going to do that now with the commanders? I mean, I, I get it. They're excited about the young players. And and everybody's got good young players, though, Dave. That's the thing why about the national football. So right, right. Everybody has great young players in the National Football League, but what separates people or teams uh, is that fabric, though. Like you mentioned Russell Wilson, the reports out of Denver right now, he has the entire receiving room there in the facility before anybody else. Mm. So That's going to be the culture. That's the culture, though, right? And that's like the you buy-in. guys are going to be here with me. Right. The entire offseason, they worked at his house in Cali, uh, but everybody, I mean, Jerry Judy wasn't 100% in attendance, but he showed up. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you get their attention somehow. But uh, with the commanders, I, I, I got to see it to believe it. I cannot be too optimistic and go out into the future and say, oh, yeah, everything's going to be great with this football team. It's a fascinating way to, to break down from a betting profile a certain teams based on the leader, which has to be the quarterback from the players. We understand that. Mm-hmm. I remember back in D.C., back in, in the Doc Walker days when we were covering the team, and John Beck – was the quarterback at a BYU. Right. It was during the, the strike, the the, uh, the the lockout situation. And he was trying to get those guys together. And, like, I, people asked me about John Beck, and I said, if you remember him, I said, I'd vote for him for president, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't want him to be my quarterback. Can Carson Wentz be a guy that wins over the the locker room? Because Beck, by the way, back then was going up against Rex Grossman, right. who the players liked a little bit more, had more of that moxie, whatever. But we're looking at work ethic. Russell Wilson, to the comparisons here, has the work ethic, instills it now in the, in the wide receiving room. What is Carson Wentz? What can he do realistically in week one? Does he have to be the hardest worker? Because if your quarterback's the hardest worker like Russell Wilson, then everybody else has to fall in line. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he has it within to win over this locker room. I, 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 got, I got to see it to believe it yeah. because he, he has not done that anywhere. Um, you know, it doesn't, it's not that hard. Like, uh, like Brady wins you over with the work ethic. Immediately, though, right? I mean, think about what he did, the culture and, and everything that he did first year, year one, day one in Tampa. I mean, it's just different with guys that you can see it and you know it and, and guys that have been there and they know what it looks like. Right. Um, Peyton Manning, great example. I mean, any, any coach or, or player, Warren Moon, I mean, any player to a new team situation, Brett Favre, you want to go back uh, to when he finally landed with Minnesota. Oh, yeah, right? year one, bam. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for Carson Wentz, it's not about ability, though. I mean, we know he's – He's capable, and we know he's got some skills, right? But it's more than that. It's the intangibles. It's all those other things that help teams be successful. And he hasn't demonstrated that yet. So as a better, I'm like, why would I go out into the future and, and have all this optimism when he hasn't even demonstrated that? 
very quickly, when you look at their game here, preseason week number two against the Chiefs, Chiefs, by the way, four-point favorites, feels a little high to me when just talking to the DOC about kind of the 53, the roster looks better. Mm-hmm. So when you get into these backup situations here in preseason game number two, I don't know that Patrick Mahomes would play at all after playing the one series. Maybe we'll see what Andy Reid decides to do there. But you can understand why, why the commanders are trying to build something. So I would think the, the impetus here in a game that's quote-unquote meaningless to me, Pritch, the only way I could play that game to handicap it after talking to Doc is take the four points. Take the four points. Right, and, yeah. and, and, and think that they're trying to establish something with this rocky offseason versus a team in the Chiefs. We know what they're going to look like come week one of the regular season. Yeah, they got guys that, that want to win jobs too. But I got to think, if you're looking for teams that are more motivated to mm-hmm. play in these quote-unquote fake football games, to me, the commanders and the points might be the right way to well, go Well, from a, a complete team motivation, yeah, the commanders would be more motivated, absolutely. So you can grab the points right there. I mean, I, I think the Chiefs, uh, they have designs on something else. Right, it's right? not week and, two right. and uh, preseason. Their roster is pretty much set. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few competitive situations, right? But you know who's going to be on that roster. And and I think it's a deep roster, too, if you look at the Chiefs, right? Uh they're tinkering a little bit too. So, yeah, from a motivation standpoint, completely on the side of the commanders here. That's the way uh, I And the young crew. I mean, Sam Howell stepping up. I mean, right. that guy's got a chance. Played right? real well. Right. And so that's the bet. I mean, to me, it's like, okay, how are these players going to play? These young players going to play on the road. It's not going to be your typical Chiefs no. Stadium arrowhead. It won't be that preseason. Loud. Right, right. Yeah. They'll be able to handle it. Uh, so can they get the execution? And then also, I want to see how revealing it is about the locker room. Do I, do I see togetherness? Do I see a certain culture being formed out there with the commanders? And we'll be able to see that in this game, I believe. Okay, I've said this before, and I'm on record. Out of all the almost two decades I was there in D.C., my favorite coach, just from a purely covering standpoint, mm-hmm. by far, was Steve Spurrier. Okay. In the, in the disastrous <laughs> time that he was there. Was if bad. you remember the preseason game in Osaka, as Spurrier liked to say, they went over to Japan and played a preseason mm-hmm. game against the Niners in Osaka. And I believe they won 52 to 7. So they put up over 50 points in a fake in a preseason football game, mm. right? Then they played the Niners in the regular season and got destroyed. Right, right. Same team. He said, well, it was a little different when we were over there in Osaka. <laughs> so, like, I wonder now, like, is, is this where you're seeing the, the, the commanders make that great comeback if you had them last week against the Panthers on, on the money line? They cover that. Like, are they putting more into the preseason? We don't know how that's going to translate in the regular season, but you can understand here when you're looking from a handicapping standpoint yeah. of teams that are more into it. You saw the Chiefs. They just folded in the second half against the Bears last because it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think the commanders maybe have let's prove them wrong mentality on their side, too. I mean, uh, Ron Rivera, he's, he's so old school. Right. Uh, I think there's just a disconnect with, with today's NFL players. But if it starts to come together, I mean, as betters, if you watch the game, we'll, you'll be able to see that and make decisions for yourself moving forward. I, I just can't jump the gun and be like, yeah, I'm all over the commanders this year. When's- I got to see. Uh, some evidence that they are improving this year. When Spurrier quit, the first thing he said was 5-11. and 11, Not very good. <laughs> Come on back. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Plan a trip to Vegas? Come on out. Convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows at hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, Invaluable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligible restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line. Fascinating conversation, Pritch. I love talking NFL with you because you have a perspective that as a media member, uh, as a fan, you can never truly get that only players can really give you. You got it from Doc Walker earlier, mm-hmm. and you know it as well. If you pull back the veil, because I think, like, you say, well, you take a look at, say, Coach of the Year mm-hmm. odds, right? And you wonder, like, Mike Vrabel, who won Coach of the Year last year. And from the outside looking in, I went, this is a no-brainer. With the perceived lack of talent to be able to get the one seed as the Titans did a year ago. It was amazing. It was an right. amazing job. Sometimes you can look back historically, and we, we're talking about in D.C. and Ron Rivera and what he's done there or has not done there versus, say, a Joe Gibbs, even in Joe Gibbs 2.0. And I, had the, I call it a privilege yeah. of covering Joe Gibbs and watching the way the man worked. And out of two out of those four years, they went into the postseason. I think D.C. football fans would, would – they rue the day. They missed those days, right, of having winning coaches. Right. What is it about a coach, and you've had so many great different either coordinators or head coaches, what is it that truly makes a great coach that really manifests itself in wins and losses? I mean, I had the privilege of being on the field against Coach Gibbs, right? And I talked to players uh, like Doc and and others, um, get to know guys over the years from different eras of Joe Gibbs, like in the 80s and then certainly when he came back. um, And they all said the same thing, right? He cares. He cares about you. He does. Um, and, and I think when a coach can can reach a player uh, and know how to coach each player individually, that's a head coach. Mm. Like, if, if they know and understand each guy on that roster and can maximize and get everything out of that particular player, that's a head coach. Like, coaches can call plays. Uh, some coaches can manage the coaches, yeah. that kind of thing. It, it doesn't matter your style. I, I think the ability as a head coach, though, to reach each and every player and understand that they're different, but yet we're going to come together as a team that takes talent. Uh, and then certainly the elite guys know how to do that consistently. Because I look at, and I don't want to besmirch Jimmy Johnson and his football acumen, right? But Jimmy Johnson was, uh, he almost, he managed coaches. Right. Right, the, the Dave Wanstats and the North Turners. And the he knew his players too, though. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, but because he like, was involved in personnel and all that. Okay, right, in drafting mm-hmm. and all of that with, with Jerry Jones back in the day. But, like, you know, you go back to your situation, you had a great play caller in June Jones. Right. Uh, you know, legendary play caller. Joe Gibbs, by the way, was a legendary play caller in offensive mind with Don Coryell yeah. with the old San Diego Chargers. So in today's NFL, like, let's say, let's take a Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia. Is Nick Sirianni going to be the guy that says – okay, I'm going to design everything for Jalen Hurts. Like Mike Shanahan designed it for Robert Griffin III back in D.C. I'm going to design it for a Jalen Hurts. 
or am I going to be a manager of my other coaches? Like, what's that fine line? Yeah, there is a fine line because, you know, you got some coaches, head coaches are play callers, um, and they do manage the staff. They do manage, like, like, for instance, the whole system. What do you want to call it? San Francisco or Green Bay. Uh, typically, the coordinators would come up with a game plan. The play callers would manage that and watch it and say, okay, I like that. Nope, I don't like that. It's not working. So they have an objective eye to it. Like they're not in it, – it's, it's fascinating, really, to think about when you pull back the curtain, whether it's Bill Walsh or whether uh, it's Mike Holmgren or Mike Shanahan, all these – the system, Shermer, I mean, all these guys, right? It's like they come up with a game plan and then they hand it to the play caller to see if they like it or, or we, we rehearse it during a week of practice. And if the play caller doesn't like it, then there's a play out. Like, for instance, if I know that there's some plays for me in the red zone, mm -hmm. if I don't make them work in practice, they're out. Oh, so you do. So these, oh, these yeah. dress rehearsals in preseason, oh, yeah. that's what we're working on. Well, absolutely. So understand this as a play caller. I think there's certain people that still follow that philosophy. I mean, uh, I'm not sure as much as Holmgren and all those other guys did, but you can follow the trees. Uh, and see, okay, are the coordinators coming up with the game plan? And then the head coach slash play caller, are they calling that, right? Hmm. Uh, so I, Andy Reid maybe with Eric Bieniemy yeah. a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to find today, like I like when I was in the league. I mean, you can see it all over the place. But, no, coaches have certain styles, but it, it takes talent to certainly be a head coach that way on top of uh, trying to call plays on game day. Because Doc called me out in the Cowboys, and he, he, I can't remember the exact adjectives he used to describe the Cowboys in week one, uh, but it was not pretty. And I watched some of it mm -hmm. against the Broncos, right? Now week two, the Cowboys are going to play the Chargers. Talking about coaches oh, and their man. impact, Mike McCarthy doesn't call anything. It's Kellen Moore. So why are they still being penalized as heavily as they are? Think about that for a minute. And it was, it was still ugly in preseason game number one. Right. So when I look at preseason game. Because McCarthy's game, from that system. Right. Where my coordinators and then I'll call the plays. And now Kellen Moore's calling the plays. He's not even allowed to call <laughs> plays. That's part not, of the deal when McCarthy right. took over. So isn't he learning how to be a coach to manage? Yeah. Like he's trying to be, at least Jarrah might want him to be Jimmy. He managed the coaches like Jimmy did. Because I think right? Jerry thinks that's the way it works. Exactly. But McCarthy was a, a great play caller, play caller. In, Green, in Green Bay. That's when they won their only Super Bowl. Uh, conversely here, you got Boy Genius 2.0 and Brandon Staley year two now with a team with high expectations. Both these teams favored, uh, you know, Chargers maybe not favored to win the division. The Chiefs are, are still there. But, you know, they're right there nipping at the heels. What do you want to see out of the Cowboys and Chargers here week two of the preseason if you're that coaching staff? What are you looking for? I, um, well, Dervin James just signed a deal, great deal for him. Um, I, I think – So the sit-in worked. <laughs> it did. <laughs> I, think the, I think the Chargers roster, you talk about complete – that's a complete roster right there. And mm -hmm. um, Staley's got to stay out the way. I, I want to see how he manages uh, situations. I want to see how he becomes a head coach. He's not there yet as a head coach. I mean, certainly he's a genius. I mean, I, I think when you got Khalil Mack and Bosa, you should be okay as a head coach, right? Defensive-minded uh, head coach and calling plays and calling defenses that way. Uh, Derwin James, the ink him to a new deal too. So they have a ton of talent. I, I got to see organization uh, and I got to see – uh, Staley kind of stay out the way. On the other side, the Cowboys, they got to correct everything and when it comes to penalties yeah. and being undisciplined. And it's one of the lower totals on the board. You see it at 38 so far because the Cowboys look so vanilla yeah. uh, in week one against Denver. And I get it. You're playing uh, Danucci and, and you're playing Cooper Rush and you're not playing Dak. We'll figure out if that changes here in the last couple of preseason games or not. But, you know, if I'm Mike McCarthy here, we're, we're talking about coaches right. and job security – you know, I don't know if he's worried about it, but we know Sean Payton is that special. Like, like Jimmy G is the last quarterback out mm -hmm. there, potentially uh, if other quarterbacks looking over the shoulder. I think Mike McCarthy's already feeling the invisible noise that is that Sean Payton's out there waiting in the wings. I don't know if Jerry would do it midseason. He hasn't done that uh, in the last decade or so. It's been He did it when Jason Garrett got the job right. way back when. But really, since then, he's kind of finished out seasons here. But if you're the Cowboys, and again, I don't know if you're going to see anything in preseason week number two against the Chargers. They're getting three points, that total of 38. But in the regular season, I got to think they get off to a slow start. And by the way, weeks one and two, mm -hmm. Buccaneers, Bengals. That doesn't get easy before you even get into the division. I mean, there's going to be a lot of pressure on the, on this coaching staff. A lot of pressure, uh, and, and you can add this to it, too. I, I don't think their roster is that deep. I mean, uh, you take away some key players – I mean, we know the receiving situation that they're going through right now. Mm -hmm. um, 
along the way, 17-game regular season schedule, if some of these guys get banged up, nicked up, they miss a couple games, okay, who's their replacements, right? So as a backer of the Cowboys, certainly as a better and as a fan, how do you feel about this roster not really being a deep roster for the Cowboys? They got to tread water. And I think if you're realistic and you look at the schedule here, we're putting up on the screen for a 12-win team a year ago, and you look at the win total this year, it's down to 10, 10 and a half mm-hmm. in certain places. So they are expecting regression. If they can get out to a one-and-one start – and then pick your poison. Buccaneers, they can get that win at home. They're an underdog to do so. Or or the Bengals at home. I mean, that's two home games right out of the gate. You got to right. win at least one of those. And then look at the division. Are you going to the G-men? You're going, you got the, the D.C. boys coming in. So three to the first four at home before you go to the Super Bowl champion Rams. And then that big game at Philly, which feels like could be the tilt in the division. I'm with you. I've said this on the network, putting bias aside. If you made me play something in this division, I like the Eagles' win total. I, we've, we've broken down the NFC right. East a lot today right. with the Commanders and the Giants and now the Cowboys. I think their roster, their 53, might be the best in the division. Mm-hmm. And again, that's the Cowboys have the best quarterback, and it is a quarterback-driven league. But I think the overall roster, I think the Eagles have upgraded the most. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you think about the Colts, too, and their quarterback room. Two quarterbacks that started the Super Bowl or a Super Bowl. One won one and the other one lost one, but still, you got still two starting quarterbacks in Super Bowls in that quarterback room. So, yeah, I mean, the depth, uh, th- those stand out to me in, in certain situations in the league. Just be cautious, Cowboy backers out there. Let's see uh, if they get off on the good foot or not. Pritch, always enjoy the conversation. I enjoy Appreciate it, as, well. it. as always. I want to thank Dak Walker, Steve Mackinnon, and Matt Stantis. Does a great job behind the glass. Thanks for watching the Lombardi on Avisa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.